It's time for episode 410 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that'll be over before you know it. Just close your eyes. Don't think of the needle going into your arm. It's going to be over before you know it. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal. And yes, my dungeon buddy, because we got back to D&D yesterday. It's Dan the Man Morin. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, Mike. I didn't realize we were getting injections today, but it's always a surprise here on Clockwise. It was a surprise. It's already over. You already oh, got your injection. Great. Didn't even know. All right. Uh, joining us today, we have two wonderful guests. To my left is a, uh, a consultant and also the founder of The Heart of Tech. It is Carolina Milanese. Welcome back to the show, Carolina. Thank you for having me. And to my left this week, it is a technology geek podcaster extraordinaire, the host of the Nozilla cast and many other fine shows. It is Allison Sheridan. Welcome back, Allison. Hey there. Glad to be here and almost in voice fully. <laughs> me, 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 me. It's always by you, I will isn't kick it? things off. <laughs> I'll kick things off today because we don't have too much time. Again, over before you know it. Uh, my question for you, with what appears to be a second round of lockdowns and shutdowns happening, thank you, Delta variant, uh, hopefully the Southwest variant and the American Airlines variant won't be as bad. I'm curious, did anything with your tech setup change in the past couple of weeks that you're now thinking about resetting and uh, setting up once again, Carolina? Uh, we actually went away um, just before the Delta variant really started kicking off here in California uh, for a, a few days. And I realized that I needed to get uh, uh, more chargers because <laughs> I have not w- had to worry about taking, you know, chargers away from home for 20 months. Uh, and so in the meantime, I had bought uh, an aura ring and only had one charger. So I had to order one of those and then learning to pack a suitcase again. But from the home setup, I have not really changed anything because my hope and desire is that the awakening that we had during the pandemic that actually doing remote works uh, work works, um, that a lot of the extra travel that I had in previous year will um, will not be needed as much. And yes, by all means, I need to get out of the house so that I will not get divorced. Um, but, you know, maybe I don't need to be away as much uh, as I used to. So my setup with, you know, camera lights and everything else stays the same, but uh, got a little bit more for on the on the road uh, needs. Yeah, not much has changed for me. I did have that brief shining window where uh, it was very hot here for a few days, and I retreated to a coffee shop, which was delightful because I had not worked out of a coffee shop in like a year and a half. And that window has now closed, so I'm back to being at home and using pretty much the same desk setup I've had before. It has made me rethink maybe like I need to clean off my desk, but I don't know if that's really lockdown specific so much as just a thing that needs to happen every once in a while. Uh, and I'm reevaluating some of my setup in light of uh, moving at some point, which I know Michael will poo-poo, but it will happen eventually. Uh, I did take a trip this past weekend, and I've got another vacation thing coming up. 
Um, and so like Carolina, I had to deal with like, oh, yeah, where are all my travel chargers and everything like that? But other than that, I, I think the main temptation will be like, well, I know I'm stuck at home for a lot longer. Should I just buy more fun stuff to upgrade my home setup? So it's resisting that that's proving to be the real challenge. Allison, what about you? Well, as a retired engineer, um, I just do everything at home anyway. So it's definitely not any difference for me. In fact, it wasn't any different when we first locked down. It's not any different now that we've more locked down. And I'm kind of a homebody anyway. I really like being in my space. I've thought about going back to uh, to Starbucks, well, before this happened again, and thought, you know, I used to love that, to just go and sit there and all the little noise of the coffee shop. But I didn't when I could. So no, not really. No, nothing much changed here. We had started to move back into the Twit studio with all of the hosts. And so I started to kind of unbundle my home studio a little bit just with the stuff that was that belonged to uh, Twit. And it was quickly like, okay, and I'll be taking that back and that back and that back. Um, but maybe this time it won't last as long. I guess we'll find out. Let us move on to our next topic, which comes from Carolina. Well, yesterday, a citizen app, a very controversial citizen app, launched a premium product called Protect, where for $20 a month, you can subscribe to this service where you get to phone an agent and get support from the agent on whatever situation you might be in, um, an altercation or, um, you know, a, a first respondent type need if you you have physical issues or, or, or an accident or anything like that. What could possibly go wrong in all of this scenario? Discuss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, besides everything? I mean... Uh, you know, with all the fraught issues surrounding policing, the only way I feel like we can make this worse is introducing a private security service into the mix for people who can afford to pay for it. Uh, to me, this feels like people who are just like, you know, can't afford to live in a gated community, but want the feeling of like, I, I want that becking call security service basically at any time. I, I think that this is an extremely problematic thing. And I, I just, I, I, can only imagine that the the first sort of problems are going to arise pretty early on in these situations where where these private forces are called in to solve problems and in fact only make them worse i hope devoutly that nothing like you know terrible will happen in the sense of like people being horrendously injured or god forbid losing their lives in these kinds of situations but i feel like this is just adding far more kindling to the fires that have already been going on so uh, this seems to me like the worst possible evolution of sort of the gig economy (laughs) to the point of you know like what if uber but for the police that sounds like bad in every part of that equation. So I'm not particularly optimistic about their chances. Maybe somebody else has a different opinion. Allison? Well, I actually think this might be the least problematic thing about the citizen service. And and I do want to say, I hadn't really been paying attention to this at all. So I had to go look it up to see what citizen was in order to prepare for the show. This is the app that was originally called Vigilante, where... The idea was that you could, if you see something bad happening, you could turn people in or turn crowdsourcing against somebody. And they pretend that's not what it is because they totally changed it by changing the name. 
the thing about this app is it's it it feeds into that lizard brain fear mongering part of ourselves. It's like the it's like the worst of us. And it's the main reason I don't watch local news. I will not have it on in my house. I think it's important that I understand what's happening in the big picture. But if you start watching every little tiny bad thing humans do to other humans, it's it's just the path to craziness. And apparently a lot of people enjoy this craziness. The 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 um protect service though is simply to be able to call someone to say, hey look, I'm in a weird situation and I'm uncomfortable with this. Now, note, these people have four entire weeks of training, so that's good. Um, But some of it is on bias protection, anti-racism awareness, and mental illness. So, you know, I mean, at least they're kind of trying on this. But I don't think that's the scariest part. I think the service itself is the scary part. This doesn't make it demonstrably worse to me. Because you're actually feeding back to a real human to say, this is why I think I'm in a bad situation. They could go, yeah, you're, you're not. Um, wow, Allison, I think you hit the nail on the head with, uh, with everything you've said there. I, I took a, a class in college, a media class, and one of the things that we learned about was mean world syndrome and how much the, um, the inundation of bad things happening in the world makes us psychologically um, more likely to believe that those bad things that happen in the entire world are happening in our backyard. And so I just, um, any of these apps that kind of encourage that in some way, including, you know, your, those, those neighborhood apps and um, all of the, the veiled and unveiled racism that happened there, they're apps I, try to steer clear of. Um, Carolina, why don't you run us out on this topic? Well, I, I pretty much knew that we were all going to agree on this one, that, um, you know, we don't really need to empower more Karens in the world. Uh, and uh, I and I think that what Alison pointed at, yes, there are humans, but these humans with the whole four weeks of training uh, that they have, are still going to be put in situations that, in my opinion, can be really dangerous. And this is not just about calling or not calling the cops, but as Dan pointed out, you might actually have, um, you know, a, a, a physical emergency, a health emergency. And and why wouldn't you call these people instead of, you know, calling 911 or, or the case that might be, you know, as a reminder, this is the same company that offer a $30,000 reward for uh, finding the the person that started the wildfire in LA. Uh, problem is, the picture that they sent out was the wrong man. And so there was literally a manhunt for the $30,000 reward uh, with the wrong picture associated. So exactly what can possibly go wrong? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <sighs> All right, folks, while we ponder what could possibly go wrong, we're going to take a quick break so I can tell you about Tech Talk, a podcast from the folks at Hewlett-Packard Enterprise. It's always good to find a new show when you run out of podcasts to listen to. And if you are going back down in the lockdown, well, now might be the time to do so. Tech Talk is the show that talks through HPE news, tech insights, and world-class innovations. Wondering what topics they cover? Well, you can expect topics like how to tackle issues when it comes to high-performance computing, the future 
of technology, data management, disruptive software ecosystems, and AI. And this one's pretty cool. Supercomputing aboard the International Space Station. And the show takes you straight to the source, interviewing some seriously impressive tech leaders. Previous guests have included Dr. Michael Roberts from ISS U.S. National Lab, Sanjeev Katwa, the CTO of Tottenham Hotspur FC, or Tottenham Hotspur FC, and Emily Christensen, a master candidate in applied data science at USC. Check out Tech Talk wherever you get your podcasts. All you do is search for Tech Talk now or click the link in the show notes. Our thanks to HPE Tech Talk for their support of this show and Relay FM. And now it's time for Dan's topic. All right. Well, this uh, question was spurred to me by a decision I made in my life this week. And I'll, I'll talk about that at the end. But I'm curious to know, have you ever replaced a piece of technology with something that is less complex and less complicated and perhaps less powerful because it got the job done better. Allison? Oh, man, I love this question. I We have, um, my husband and I have Apple Watches with the walkie-talkie feature. We've got HomePods with Intercom. In fact, we've got a built-in Intercom system because our house was built 35 years ago. But I was walking on the street and I found a, a box with some electronics in it. And of course, I pick up everything on the side of the street and it was a doorbell. And by doorbell, what I mean is it's it's a, a thing you plug in, in in one room and a button you push in a different room. And when my husband has dinner ready for me, I'm very spoiled. When I he has dinner oh ready for God. me, he presses that button. It is... It is the best thing ever. And like for $32, you can buy it new and you get, you get like three of the, of the doorbells and, and, uh, and two push buttons or vice versa. Yeah. Two push buttons and three doorbells. It's really loud. You can change it to music and it's just, it's such a dumb little thing and it works perfectly. Well, Dan, I have this disease and it's called smart home enthusiast syndrome. (laughs) Um, and so, no, I, I all too often replace less complicated devices with far more complicated devices. And in trying to think of something that was less complicated as a replacement, I could not think of anything. Uh, Carolina, what about you? Well, first of all, I, I would love to get the uh, recommendation on the um, ring because in our house, it's usually my Italian shout that says that dinner is ready. So that might be <laughs> appreciated the, by, by the rest of the family. But no, it's, it's quite fascinating that like Mika, I thought about smart home when I read the question, um, which says a lot about the state of a smart home, I think. Um, and while I haven't found a piece of technology that is simpler than a piece of technology that I have, I found that the human uh, can actually do something um, that would require seven different steps uh, with a device uh, by just getting your butt off your couch or wherever you're sitting and going doing it yourself. So is is maybe is you know human intervention instead of uh, of technology intervention in making a process simpler. Uh, first of all, I love uh, the image in my head of the gentle chime in Allison's house. Ding! Allison, your dinner is ready. That to me sounds like <laughs> that's true luxury. Uh, this question came up because I had this old review unit of a um, uh, an iPod dock clock radio. It was really nice. Cambridge Soundworks model had been on my bedstand for years since I reviewed it back at Macworld like a decade ago. And it finally bit the dust. And in replacing it, I was like, well, you know, I have an automation that turns on the news on the Sonos speaker in my bedroom. I have my Apple Watch by my bedside, so I don't really need a clock. 
what I want is just a radio. And so I looked around and I found this really um, well-reviewed company. I think it's called Sangean, S-A-N-G-E-A-N, and they make we a have variety. That one. Yeah, they make a variety of awesome radios. And I literally bought a radio that has like a volume and power knob, a tuning knob, and a band selection knob. And that's it. It's just a radio. It does have a line in if you really want to play an aux or something through it, but it doesn't have any Bluetooth, doesn't have any Wi-Fi, doesn't have presets, doesn't even have a clock. You know what? Because I just wanted a radio I could listen to sometimes. And I kind of love it. I kind of love that. And it looks great too, which also helped. But I thought to myself, well, I, you know, most of the time it's fine to use all my smart speakers and my technology and whatever, but sometimes you just want to turn something on, listen to the radio. And I think it's great that you can still do that. So thank you all for your stories of less complicated tech. Except for Micah, who has a problem that we need to figure out. Uh, let's go to our last topic today, which comes from Allison. Well, I've just gotten onto the AirPlay 2 bandwagon. I know it's been out for three years, but I just figured it out. So I'm curious, do you pipe audio to speakers all over your house? What kind of devices do you play to? Like, do you use HomePods, Apple TV, Sonos? And most importantly, how do you manage the other humans in the house? Like, do you just do it to them? Do you just play this audio and they have to live with it? Or is there negotiation? How does that work? I love this question for multiple reasons. The first being that I saw your piece fly by and I was just as pumped about the Belkin uh, AirPlay 2 deal. I will let you talk about that during your part, but I just wanted to say I was uh, excited that you got to check that out. Uh, and it's very cool for making AirPlay out of things that aren't AirPlay. Um as far as this goes, I use all sorts of different things. We've got HomePod Minis and HomePod, um, as well as my uh, Apple TVs, which are uh, typically tend to be connected to something that can output sound. And for the most part, I um, if it's music, then it's happening in my ears, uh, like headphones or, or something like that. So I'm not, you know, streaming it to the whole house. But if my partner and I are listening to a podcast together or an audiobook together, or we are cooking or something like that, then we will uh, use AirPlay to play to multiple speakers all together. Um, so I, I don't, um, I don't force any music onto anyone, uh, <laughs> except maybe occasionally my dogs. Occasionally, uh, Carolina, what about you? Um, like you, I have Apple TV and um, HomePod Minis and a Sonos that are connected. I have to say that managing that is not the easiest thing. Um, and so, you know, maybe sometimes the Apple TV and the HomePods are connected, but not the Sonos and just finding it. And usually takes me, you know, a few minutes after which uh, my child decides that they don't like hearing the music coming from behind them <laughs> or, the, you know, the, we're watching a movie. And, and so, you know, all my effort goes to waste. We also use Echo devices to play around the house. Um, and I do sometimes force it on uh, the rest of the family, uh, mostly when food is ready and they're not moving. Uh, or, um, you know, usually the weekend, uh, given that I'm the one who's getting up early and everybody else uh, stays in bed and then I just want to annoy them. But I do have um, a, kind of a funny story as far as music, because um, I was recording Twit on uh, a Sunday 
And uh, Leo was telling me that there was music coming and I blamed immediately my husband. And it turns out it's actually our one of our cats that activated one of the home pods <laughs> and uh, was listening to uh, our own music. So there you go. <laughs> Wow, it's cat compatible. That's good. Yes. Uh, I have a ton of speakers now. So I got, I think, two original HomePods, a HomePod mini, a few different Sonos speakers. And like Carolina, I have the issue where like managing it is kind of a pain because my Sonos speakers are not AirPlay compatible. So like I have to play, go through the app to use those. Um, I, yeah, I wish it worked a little better. AirPlay is frustrating a little bit, even on first-party speakers sometimes. It doesn't, like, work immediately, and so I struggle with that sometimes. Or I want to play something, and it doesn't play. And my wife has gotten very, like, throw-up-her-hands sort of situation, and she hates when it gets too complex. Um, so, Although she does also delight in telling Siri to play weird songs just to annoy me. Uh, or speaking nonsense phrases to it and seeing if it can find a song with that title. Um so that's always fun, but I, I think I'm I'm having to revisit some of this um, when we do move because we are going from a one bedroom apartment to a four bedroom house. So that will require some rethinking in terms of like where where do these speakers go? Because right now I can turn up the home pods in my office really loud, and you can hear them basically anywhere in the apartment. Uh, that's probably going to be a little bit trickier in a larger house, and so. I like the you know, HomePod main and stuff like that, but it's clear to me the Sonos still has better sound and, in general, better integration overall. So I still lean towards being more of a, a Sonos person, I guess. Allison, why don't you wrap this up for us? Well, you're definitely going to need that doorbell. I'm telling you. I'll send you a link <laughs> when you go to your new house. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, like Micah mentioned, I, I just figured out recently that AirPlay 2 was a thing, and I've started uh, – and I have had 10 – AirPlay 2 compatible devices in my house when I discovered it. So that's how slow I am. Um, but the thing that really excited me was we've got a, a good receiver that's only eight years old in our, in our living room that nobody goes in. And, uh, but when company's over, we want to play music in there. And so my husband was using a janky, he was using a, a composite cable to an adapter that went to a stereo mini jack that went from stereo mini jack to lightning and had to have his phone tethered to it. And we wanted a way to fix it. And I was going to spend like $700 on a new receiver when I discovered the uh, Belkin, uh, actually Stephen Getz showed me the uh, Belkin adapter. So this is basically just a little box for a hundred bucks that takes, you can do digital audio input or a stereo mini jack, and then it is airplay. And I mean, this, I have never plugged anything in that was faster or more obvious. I plugged it in and they said, they said, lay your phone down on it. And I laid my phone down on it and it basically just went, okay, I found this receiver. Do you want to add it to a home kit? Okay, I'm done. And I had a HomeKit compatible receiver. It is a beautiful thing. And they're constantly on back order. So uh, put your order in now if you think you might ever want one of them. But it, it really made it magical for us. So I'm very excited about AirPlay too. Yes, uh, I agree about the, the setup being super fast. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Before we come back with our bonus topic, I just want to tell you about Text Expander from our friends at Smile. Text Expander removes the repetition out of work so you can focus on what matters most. You can say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. It's better than copy and paste and better 
than scripts and templates. Text Expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages. Text Expander can be used in any platform, any app, anywhere you type. So you can take your time back and increase your productivity. I use Text Expander every day. Uh, I love Text Expander. I've used it for years, and it was one of those things where I had heard about it uh, a few times and thought, I don't really get this. And so I downloaded it to try it, and that's when it clicked for me. I, uh, you know, expand snippets all the time for uh, dates for. Um, certain messages that I might send regularly, email, all sorts of things. And it's kind of funny how quickly you realize the text expander isn't working because you go to type something in. You're like, um, where's that sound? Why is my snippet not working? Uh, and then I remember, oh, right, I need to, to launch it. I forgot. Uh, as a listener of Clockwise, you should try out text expander because you're going to get 20% off your first year. Just go to textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. That's textexpander.com slash podcast. And of course, our thanks to Text Expander from Smile for their support of the show and Relay FM. All right, my bonus topic. What is the most obscure, or if you can't think of the most, what is an obscure superpower you would want? Carolina? I think it's the ability to um, get people to understand sarcasm. You know, when you say something that is really, really witty and it just falls flat because the other person <laughs> doesn't get it. Uh, yeah. Being able to, you know, you say something and just, you know, the other get into their mind is like, oh yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dan? That's a, that's a good one. For me, it's when I buy a fresh uh, box of cans of seltzer and they're just not cold enough to drink yet. If I could just like chill Ooh. it instantly, that would be the power. Ooh, but it only works on that. seltzer. <laughs> I love it. Allison? Well, Brett Terpster once told me that he has a superpower that he can perfectly grab the right storage container that matches the volume of the leftovers he wants to put in it. I want that superpower. That's pretty cool. Um, For me, it would be the ability to look at a pile, bag, container, whatever of nuts and be able to deshell them all immediately. Oh, they just poof, poof away and the shells are gone. Um, all right. Now that we've all uh, asked the universe for our superpowers, let's see if we can get them. But uh, we should say goodbye to our awesome guests. Carolina Milanese, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And Allison Sheridan, thank you so much for being here. I am so glad we've been here because Carolina is definitely my people with the sarcasm thing. <laughs> <laughs> And Micah will be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. <laughs>